And welcome to Switzerland Meeting New Friends podcast, a podcast to bring people from all over the world together. My name is Sandra, I'm 100% Swiss cheese, living in Switzerland. Grüezi und willkommen. Today I talk with Georgette. She was actually born in the US, but she also lived in Florence, Italy, and now she lives in Zug. Switzerland since summer 2020, so really, really new. And um, to the person, she works as well as a social media consultant, freelance writer with a lot of publications, and she has a very, very successful blog called Girl in Florence. And of course, she does much more things. Yes, let's come back to Girl in Florence. Girl in Florence blog was launched in late uh, January 2012 because she wanted to learn more about Florence. And yeah, actually, if you go now to her blog and have a look, you will really, really, really yeah, see a lot of things to do in Florence and all the tips and tricks and it's it's really cool really 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 a nice blog and yeah she was just awarded for the best in travel community award in 2021 of the lonely planets so really really congrats it's really cool and um she does beautiful pictures and beautiful articles in as well in Instagram or Facebook. It's called uh, her Girl in Zug or Girl in Florence and it's really, really cool. Actually, I have to say, I have ne- uh, never met her on personal because she just moved in the pandemics and we had not the time or the t- t- to get in touch to each other but I saw her a lot or I follow her a lot in uh, social media in Instagram and she as well I told you before beautiful pictures about Zug and Florence and I learned so much about it as well I'm local in Zug so yeah it's really cool and yes all the details about her it's of course in the info box yeah, she tells us how it is um, if you're new in the pandemic, new in a country during the pandemic, um, have to find friends and yeah, how difficult it is or yeah, how, how she did. And yeah, she also tells about what she already discovered in Zug and Switzerland. So really, really cool. And yeah, um, let's go on, listen, and see you later. Today we have uh, Georgette here. Hello. Hello. Guten Morgen. Morgen. <laughs> genau. Thank genau. <laughs> Thank you for being here. Um, it's just lovely to meet you. Actually, we never met um, 
personally because of the pandemic because mm -hmm. you're so new in Zug. <laughs> yeah uh, but you definitely have to do it soon <laughs> i i can't wait i i really moved in the middle of the pandemic last summer so i uh i feel like i got a little taste of the swiss summer and then you know everything changed so it's very nice to meet you at least here in the virtual format and then in person soon so perfect so great because that's why you're here because i want to learn a little bit about you and about how it is um, to moving here in the pandemic. So yeah. <laughs> I'm happy to share. <laughs> no, but um, first tell me about the person, about you. Yeah, so uh, just you know, for anyone that might not know, I am originally from Texas. So I, <laughs> from San Antonio specifically. So it's a city that's really well known for uh, having a strong Mexican influence. In fact, my mother's from Mexico um, and I was born and raised there. Uh, but the last place I was in before here was Italy, Florence, Italy. So I kind of consider myself a Tuscan Texan <laughs> because I called Italy home for 13 years before moving to Zug last July. And um, I've already been through the experience of being an immigrant in a new country and having to completely assimilate uh, at least trying to, making lots of mistakes. And then, uh, <laughs> and then of course, coming here was a, a complete surprise. So, you know, born and raised in the US and I've always been really interested in other cultures. I'm an avid reader. So I've always felt that even when I was growing up and we weren't able to travel all, all of the time, I traveled through books. So that was my way of escaping. Uh, and then eventually, in a way, I was able to escape. <laughs> Not that there was anything to escape, but just kind of live another life in another country. Uh, and now this is my second country. You know, I live here with my husband, Nico, who is French. Um, he actually also got Italian citizenship last year. So it's a very multicultural household. <laughs> Our dog is Italian. <laughs> So great, and that's make it so uh, special. So, um, so many um, uh, countries in you, and that's I think you can put um, a few things of each um, country together, and then you have a good mix. I think definitely mega cool. And um, what um, what makes you special? What is wh what is you what what makes you special and actually what is your goal for life you see my goal for life is meet up um in meeting new friends to podcast and mm -hmm. i i met you on instagram so what is actually your goal for for that good question i mean I, honestly i definitely don't think I'm, see, I'm special in any way, uh, but I'm just another girl. That's why I, I, I titled my so social media accounts Girl in Zug and my original account is Girl in Florence because, you know, I think a lot of times when we move abroad, we think that our experience, I mean, our experiences are unique, that's true, but a lot of other people have done it too. So I always think, you know, I'm just one girl <laughs> in this city and I'm one girl in Florence and I'm one girl in Zug, uh, one of many. Um, but my goal is very similar to yours in the sense that I've always just wanted to connect with people. 
and uh, meet people any way possible. So when I moved to Florence, it was the same aspect of just kind of putting myself out there. And of course, as I was assimilating to Italian culture and learning the language and learning the culture, it was very, you know, I thought of it as kind of a mission in a way to share that with other people who were interested in Italy too, because a lot of people come there and they only see the main sites and they don't really go beyond that. So my goal has always been to serve one as a connector. If my platform and what I do can connect other people, that's for me the goal. So, you know, whether that be small businesses or friends or just anyone interested in these cultures, uh, that would be my first goal. But then also just for myself, it's pure curiosity. You know, I really am a curious person and I just really want to get to know this place I live in because I don't consider myself an expat. You know, we're not here on a two-year contract. My husband accepted the job and we're <laughs> we're here, you know, we're here in, in, in Zug and uh, I think that, you know, for me, it's not that there's a negative connotation. There's perfectly fine people want to title themselves the way they do. But for me, it's an important distinction because it means that I really don't know when we're going, if we'll ever leave, maybe we'll never leave. And uh, I want to make it my home. So, you know, through platforms like social media, Instagram, Girl in Zoo, and of course my blog, my blog I've had since 2012, Girl in Florence. Um, is just a vessel to share the stories of other people. You know, I have a series called Locals I Love, so you'll be on there very soon. And I have a Florence version and I have a Switzerland version now. And uh, I just really, and especially during this pandemic because everyone's been hit so hard in many different ways. Even if you weren't hit with the, you know, financially you were hit in the mental health. I mean, everything has been affected. So, you know, if we, truly can call ourselves, you know, any kind of influencer or people on the interwebs. And we need to use that influence for the good. And in this case, it really is uh, sharing, you know, people and how they can get connected together, whether it's an artisan or a restaurant or simply a local like you, um, you know, my goal and also meet other people that are like us, you know, who want to who communicate together and hopefully meet up in person one day. So uh, the goal is forever changing. Now, can you hear me, Sandra? Yes, now I, okay. I can hear you. Perfect. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I know. Hey, no. internet. Internet it's during right. the pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> no, um, thank you. Because I think it is so important to build bridges. Mm -hmm. Because I can learn from you and you can learn from me. And I think together we are better. To to summon, oh, yeah. to summon, sind wir besser. I think, and mm -hmm. um, we have to go away from selfish, selfish to build it exactly. Because um, that yeah, we can build personalities and together. That's so important. I think. It's, it's, it's really important. And I think a lot of people, I mean, I have to say like in Florence and Tuscany, we were lucky to have a huge community of people who collaborate and work together. And it's not just about, you know, what can I get from it? You know, I'm going to share your business, but only if you share mine and only going to do a giveaway, if you give me this, like, it doesn't have to be like that. You know, I mean, you can truly create a community of people supporting one another, simply just to do it. 
you know, uh, and, and not think of what you can get out of it. I mean, I just think that's really important to do long term. Definitely. Um, many people, t um, Swiss people told me when I started it, why are you doing this? Yeah. <laughs> you will never get it back. I said, of course, I get more than 100% back. Yeah. In emotion, in um, meeting new friends, in mm -hmm. um, getting uh, gifts from their home. So mm -hmm. I, you see, and I think that is so important to do emotion. And um, yeah, that is so thing. And now we are um, in the same thing, um, emotion. What do you think right now? What are you... Um, most grateful for in this special time i think now we should be more grateful for for being just here so good question and i think that is extremely important you know personally i just i'm really grateful you know for really good friends uh you know having i'm 36 and i live alone in a new country so i was very nervous about this putting myself in a situation where you know i'm coming from a very supportive community to not knowing anyone uh, but even so, you know, thanks to technology, I've been able to keep up with everyone and people have been just as supportive, if not more, even, you know, during, you know, this pregnancy and everything. So, um, I'm, it, you know, for me, true friends and family is, is probably number one. <laughs> everything else is number two. Um, but also just I'm grateful for, you know, living in a beautiful place like Zug, where we are two steps from the mountains, the lake. It's very peaceful. Uh, you know, as much as I loved my life in Florence, it was kind of frenetic. And I feel like here I'm forced to slow down. I've never been the kind of person who wanted to slow down. So I lived in Los Angeles before moving to Italy. So it's just, you know, Switzerland kind of by proxy forces you to, you know, things are closed on Sunday and sometimes we complain about it or, you know, the lockdown is everything's been closed. And yet still there's so much beauty around us and it's kind of made us, you know, my husband and I really think, wow, we're so lucky to, to live in this incredibly well-kept place and we have enough food and we have, you know, enough of what we need and, and that's not everybody has that. And that's something to kind of remember every day, especially now that we're going through this, you know, pandemic and it's not over yet. So <laughs> there's a lot to be grateful for. <laughs> so great to hear um, this. And I think it is so important, yeah. Friends and family, of course, it's so important and the others as well. So, yeah. It's, it's really, really important. So, and now about Switzerland at Zug. So I told, um, I, I hear that your, uh, actually your husband got a job in, in Switzerland. That was mm -hmm. the reason to move? It's this right? Yes. Okay. Yes, this is the reason to move, yeah. Okay, okay. Because you can uh, work from everywhere, so, or. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, of course, I, so I'm, so, I'm self-employed. Um, I, you know, in Italy, I had my, I kind of, since I work mostly as a consultant and an editor at an online magazine, uh, everything is just as a self-employed person. So his job allowed us to kind of get here and we were able to get the, you know, of course, the visas and all of the things that we needed. But as soon as I got here, I also applied um, to, to be able to run my business from here. 
which compared to Italy and the red tape that I'm used to was extremely easy. <laughs> I mean, you know, another thing that I find amazing about Zug, and I don't know if it's like this everywhere in Switzerland, but you know, even being able to email the local offices to ask questions about how to properly file my business. And, you know, of course we try to do it first in German, terrible German, um, and then we'll revert to English if we have to, but, you know, showing a little bit of humility and then just asking the questions directly to the office is, is incredible because they, they actually respond. <laughs> I'm not used to that, <laughs> not used to that at all. So my experience with, you know, getting, setting myself up and, and organizing the taxes has been really, um, good. You know, I found a commercial lease, uh, an accountant here. So I've been able to at least as much as my husband has, because of course he's starting his, he started his new job during the middle of the pandemic. He hasn't met most of his coworkers. Everything's virtual. <laughs> I know it's very, very sad. Um, it, it's a great company. It's a Swiss company. So I, I think he, he loves it and he's very passionate about learning German and is excited about this opportunity, but it's an extremely challenging thing to, to have to do everything online when you're not used to it. So for me, it's my norm. <laughs> I feel more comfortable working from home in my pajamas and, you know, taking a shower at noon instead of eight. So <laughs> he, for him, it's a little different. It's been an adjustment, but we've worked it out to where we both feel comfortable. It's, it's going to, you know, nobody could have predicted this. So get out, get out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Because, um, I'm I'm really happy that you had a um, great experience, a good experience with the public sector in in Switzerland because um, I work on my my normal job or my real job where I get really the money is I work for the public sector and it is really so um, we want to help and we are like um, yeah it, we are fast and we are trying to to be in German and Dienstleistet. Um, mm -hmm. In English, um, it is a some yeah like to do service, right? Yeah. yeah, No, it's every uh, we have not had a really bad experience yet. Like I was able to convert my driver's license, something that I didn't do for 13 years in Italy, <laughs> uh, because you have to take the test from scratch, so it was a bit more difficult here. You're able to convert it, but I think I mean you know it, it's. I have to say, I always, I will tell anyone who moves here to be careful about over researching on Facebook groups and things like that, because sometimes you read things and it's just not, I mean, every, we're all such different individuals on how we view, you know, how things work. And some, you know, before coming, I, I read, you know, some negative things or, or, oh, people are cold or things are slow. And I haven't experienced that at all. So it, it, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you gotta, you have to come, come with an open mind and forget what you know in the past. So yeah, great. I definitely on this, um, say that's true. I think you have to be open-minded um, as uh, to to get here new. But as well, I am as a Swiss person have to be open-minded as well. Ah, and you know that everyone is like that. I mean, you could easily say oh, well, Swiss Germans are like this. And, you know, every, it's so different depending on what part of Switzerland you are, the French part, the Italian part. Uh, it's really hard to get to know Swiss people. You'll never make Swiss friends. If you go on these forums, these groups, you know, it's can be kind of depressing. And 
I just feel like, you know, okay, well, you know, if you move to Florence, Italy, where you assume because Italians are so uh, warm and welcoming that it's super easy to meet friends, it's not easy to meet local friends there either. I've never felt like that. You always have to be the one who goes out of your way to make it happen because people already have their set groups and friends and things like that. So it's, you know, maybe there's some places where locals are popping out of the bushes to meet you <laughs> and show you the ropes, but I've always felt like it's up to the person who moves to, to make that effort. And it's hard, you know, it's hard. It's not easy, especially the older you are. I mean, when you're younger, you can go to bars and concerts and it's totally different. But if you're coming in, in your thirties or forties, it can be a bit more of a challenge, but it's not impossible. It's just, you know, persistent. <laughs> that is great to hear so uh, let's look back um the difference between living in switzerland and living in italy and in the us um, <laughs> i would say yeah it is um you in switzerland you hear um, with the pandemic i think yeah it was a big change to the life before so um yeah, but what was another, uh, what was different without the pandemic? You know, uh, as far as like how different the cultures are or adjusting? It depends, yeah, of course, the cultures and just like maybe. I feel like it's so different. You know, obviously I haven't lived in the US since uh, 14 years now. So it's, uh, my memory is when I go back home, home let's say I, I feel like a bit of a foreigner myself <laughs> I have reverse a culture shock you know I walk into a big store and I'm like why do they need all this stuff uh it's it's very you know I find myself I mean I speak the language and culturally we're very aligned but I'm a different person now so and it has a lot to do with you know first moving to Italy and and having to adjust to a very um, a very different culture, you know, a culture where everyone, majority of people are living in apartments, people, it can be a lot more crowded, um, but it was, it's just more community oriented in general, you know, I think in, where I'm from in the States, people are, are, are more isolated or they stick to their families and things like that. So, uh, I, you know, moving to Italy, I kind of sought out and found this, you know, you just walk downstairs from your apartment and you're talking to people at the coffee bar and you're meeting this friend in the street and you're going, you're being invited to this festival and it's, it's exciting, you know, and, and then moving to Switzerland, I, it's hard to know what's normal because we did, never moved here during a normal time. So I never had, I, we still haven't had the opportunity to enjoy all of the festivals and all of the normal traditional things that you would expect that thankfully people like you share on, on your platform. So I kind of know that they're there, but I've never experienced them. But Switzerland, moving to Switzerland for me from Italy was a huge difference because there are a lot more similarities to maybe things that I remember in the States than I do in uh, from living in a European country. So, you know, the, the healthcare system, for example, you know, being that everything's privatized or you have to get insurance is, is a very different system. You know, I've been living in the Italian social system. And also with the pandemic too, I was living in Italy during the first lockdown. So I remember a very strict <laughs> uh, concept of what a lockdown means. So it was very, you know, now where it's a different situation in Switzerland, but 
um, it, it's that has been taking some get adjustment as well. Uh, but just culturally, you know, a lot of the things that I used to complain about in Italy are very different here. So, you know, even when it comes to working for myself, uh, it always, you know, when you open up your own business in Italy, the government can sometimes treat you like you're already doing something wrong. Like it's really hard to get information, uh, you know, how to know that you're doing the right thing. And you know, they assume that you're evading taxes. So you pay so much, uh, you know, it, it's, it's kind of just this weird system where you, you, if you know, if you've been there long enough and you know how to game the system, then it's fine. But if you're like a goody two shoes, like my husband and I, it's a little bit harder because we're just like, we're trying to do the right thing. And it's not always easy. I, I appreciate and value the fact that here things are clear. <laughs> I think for me, it's the first time I've experienced that in a really long time. So there's a lot of rules and it's very overwhelming when you first come here, especially the binder that you get when you move into your apartment of this is how you organize your trash. <laughs> this is the rules of living in the apartment complex and, you know, terrified to put holes in the wall because you're just thinking about if you move out one day, how much that's going to cost fix. So there's a lot of, I mean, it's, it's all things that we're getting used to again. You know, we're kind of like little kids discovering this new culture and, and place um, and the rules and what they really mean because it's so easy to come here and go, oh, but they're so strict and you know, it's boring and this and that. And it's not really true. It's just once you know the rules, you know that it, like, you know, sometimes we've done laundry on a Sunday, you know, nobody's arrested me yet. So <laughs> I just, I feel like it depends. Every, everyone's situation is different. You know, I live also in, the old town. So I lived more in, in Zug proper, let's say. And that was a conscious choice because coming from living in the center of a city, I'm just used to it. So I sacrifice space <laughs> for convenience. And, you know, downstairs there's supermarkets within five minutes of walking and everything's super close. So for me, that's been a huge help to be able to uh, just pop downstairs and get what I need without having to get in the car, you know, but also just like things like on the weekends learning, you know, it's not a, a stereotype that everyone goes hiking. I mean, on Sunday, you see everyone <laughs> with their hiking boots on the train station going hike. I mean, you, you would, I would have thought somebody was joking <laughs> before, <laughs> but it's actually really true. And you know, and the fact that you can reach all these places, all you know, via train, you don't even need a car. That's incredible. Not used, you know, in Italy, of course, we use public transportation all the time, but to reach a mountain, the peak of a mountain, it's pretty rare that you can get there just by train plus gondola. So, um, it, it, a lot, of, a lot of differences, <laughs> a lot of differences, but at the same time, linguistically. You know, I've been, I found it pretty easy, you know, even though we don't speak perfect German, of course, uh, not yet for learning. Um, people seem super willing to, if not speak English, speak Italian, speak French. So it's always kind of fun to discover how many languages people speak and what they want to talk about. I've, I've enjoyed that. <laughs> so great. Thank you. Because I, it is always so um, interesting. I'm, I'm a Swiss girl. Um, living in Switzerland, I just never moved to even another um, village. I still living in Hünenberg and but I was three months in Vancouver for language mm -hmm. exchange. So that was my 
big breakout. <laughs> yeah, big breakout from, from Switzerland. Yeah. And then for me, it was like opening times for shopping on uh, Sunday afternoon shopping. <laughs> wow. It was for me. I'm not a Swiss anymore. And it is <laughs> so, so that's why I love this talk. And I love that you um, went to so many, as you lived in many um, countries, because now I can learn from you when I would like to go traveling or maybe. Yes, please. To we, we will never know if I would always stay in Switzerland for living. Mm -hmm. So it is also a little bit connecting to for me because I'm interesting about uh, living in other countries and that's really interesting thank you thank you <laughs> ah, very very willing and happy to share for anyone by the way if you come to Italy or Texas I will happily share any tips <laughs> so good and um what can I learn as a Swiss from you so what would you say like ah the Swiss person they need more or what you it's if it's so hard I feel you know it depends it really depends on the person I, I just I think I hope that Swiss people see that there are many uh immigrants and people you know like us that are here with amazing intentions and not here to kind of come here and steal jobs from people and because uh, I know there's that stereotype and I know that I know the fears but that's everywhere that's in the U.S. that's in Italy that's in Germany that's in France it, it makes me laugh because ev everyone's like ah, it's like this in Switzerland or it's like this in Italy and I'm thinking that's everywhere guys everyone thinks the same things about everyone else so uh, the more you travel and the more you live in other places you realize that you realize how similar we are, despite the fact that we speak other languages and we come from different cultures. So I always try and implore when we talk to you know anyone Swiss or anything is just that there are a lot of people that are very interested in also getting to know um, the local culture to like, you know, give them a, a chance a little bit to, to, to make some mistakes and <laughs> understand that it, it's, it's gonna take some time to get to the level where, they can completely un know the unwritten rules that exist in Switzerland that you're kind of expected to know, right? Yes. <laughs> patience, patience on both sides, you know? I think I, that's I, important, you know. Yeah. Patience on both sides. I think that is, that is uh, really good to say. And I, um, another question, what can the people learn from you that... I don't say expat because you said you want, don't want to be an expat. Um, people were just moved to Switzerland, maybe. What can they learn from you? You know, I mean, luckily in Switzerland, there are so many people, you know, bloggers and writers and, and, and people like you who are doing podcasts. So I feel like most people moving to Switzerland are super lucky because they have this kind of plethora of information about, I mean, and so many people are sharing all the tips on like how to do this, how to do that, uh, what to do on the weekend. Um, but I definitely feel like it's important as well 
to just come in here, uh, really give yourself time. Like it's going to be hard as much as it's going to be amazing. You know, you're going to go through the honeymoon period. You're going to be depressed because you miss your friends and family. You're going to be angry because uh, you forgot to go grocery shopping by 5 p.m. on Saturday. You know, <laughs> they're going to be they're going to be frustrating moments and sticker shock moments because, of course, you know, being an expensive country, it's it, 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 there's that aspect as well. Not everyone has an amazing salary, you know? I mean, it's an expensive place to live. So it's important to not think that Switzerland is this magical paradise, but at the same time realize it's just another place where people live. And uh, you have to give yourself a lot of time to adjust. You know, I always tell my husband, before we're here for a year, we don't know anything. We're still learning and we need to see, it's gonna, it took me many years to become, to feel like I'm local in, in, in Italy. Uh, and of course I still will always be a foreigner who is adjusted and acclimated to the culture, but um, I, I feel like they just need to come to Switzerland, do your research, but not take it so seriously. You know, like if you're gonna go on these Facebook groups or you're gonna go on these forums where people are sharing their opinions, remember they are just opinions. <laughs> <laughs> and not necessarily facts. So I, I always say, keep in mind where you get your information, but also feel free to reach out to people too, because, you know, I was lucky that I would constantly write, you know, people that were already living in Zug or Zurich, and they were so kind enough to respond. And I think that you'd be surprised at how open everyone is, <laughs> you know, to helping a perfect stranger without knowing who they are. So uh, you know, I, I, I don't, I, I think it's a relatively, it can be an easier transition for somebody to move to Switzerland from the US, for example, than it would be to even move to Italy. <laughs> so for, for many, for more logistical reasons, let's say, uh, it's, it's, it's definitely got a little easier to navigate. <laughs> oh, you're great. Thank you for um, the help. Yeah. I think that is um, really important. Yeah. Cool. And now I want to have your secret so what is your, <laughs> what is your favorite swiss word <laughs> oh my gosh actually we just spoke about it before my my favorite swiss word is most definitely genau <laughs> because it has saved me in every situation when i don't know you know this is the thing is when you're beginning to learn a language you you have your comfortable phrases you walk into the supermarket you know but then you know if you kind of find yourself lost and somebody's staring at you a genau never hurts <laughs> it's kind of I, I don't know how you exactly translate genau but it's kind of like a force or right like if you're agreeing with somebody it's an affirmation of sorts but having those let's say important filler words are super key you know uh those are the things that kind of make you feel like you're you're a little bit more Swiss in that way. So uh, I try to listen every single time I'm out and about in Zoom to hear what people are saying, but every 30 seconds, get out, get out, get out, get out. So <laughs> definitely uh, one of the best words there is. And many more, of course, thanks to your Swiss German podcast lessons. Those are super helpful. <laughs> yeah. And I say, genau. <laughs> yeah, exactly, I say, genau. I, I really say a lot of uh, 
genau, genau, because I'm Swiss and it's a <laughs> killing word, but it's... If, but it's nice. It's it's kind of just making somebody feel comfortable. It's like, yeah. you know, if, if I'm talking and you're not saying anything and, and instead you're like, no, go, you know, it means like we're, you, you're affirming what I'm saying. So yes, that's true. Yeah, let, let's say that. Yeah, that's true. And for me, Swiss German, um, for me, it's just like, it's my mother, mother tongue. And mm-hmm. um, then I, in school, I had to learn German and um, yeah. And now I, I see so much different about Swiss German and German and about the dialect because my friend in Bern, they speak and totally dialect, uh, other dialect. Of course, I understand her, but if she's tipping, and writing I have to hear what you <laughs> yeah but that's what I think a lot of foreigners don't know that that that, it, that depending on what canton you're in you know even saying something like uh in Abend or something like that can change depending on what canton you're in so it, it, it's actually hard even harder than you imagine you really want to learn Swiss German that's the point and even in each um content it's different so I have a little bit more a mix of Lucerne and a little bit of Argau and Zurich mm-hmm. and like Oberägeri and Unteragri, they speak uh, the Schweiz dialect. The Schweiz dialect, oh, okay. But I say Schnee, that's no, and they say Schnee. So. Schnee. <laughs> I love it though. It's like, a, you know, I mean, in Italy, they also have many dialects. So yeah. I... Uh, it's this way to kind of distinguish the community, I, I suppose, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> and it's always so funny. We make jokes about the, the different dialects and about the, the cities, and it, it, it's funny. And what I also want to hear from you, what is your favorite place in Zug? I, I saw on Instagram you explore Zug so much, <laughs> and I'm really grateful for that because... Um, you're a person that you want to learn from Zug, I think, and that it's perfect. And maybe you explore Switzerland uh, as well? Or a- we, we are exploring Switzerland. So, of course, we arrived here in the summer of last year in July, and uh, things were more open then. So we went to all sorts of cities. You know, I did, of course, Lucerne and Zurich many different times. And I, uh, I went up to the Rigi as well as other, and I've been to Bern as well, which I really, really loved. It was, it's a great city. Um, so I've slowly been discovering, but then, you know, when the lockdown started happening, happening again, we decided not to, to travel as much because um, of obvious reasons. So for example, this week, we're gonna go for two nights to Geneva, which I've never been to the French part of Switzerland so it'll I'm really excited about it even if it's just us walking around and going to a couple of museums for me that's what I really love to do uh and so Zug to me and one thing I will say you know I I felt like when I moved to Zug and I was looking up information like on the tourism board and everything like that uh, which has a lot of amazing articles in English and tips and itineraries that was completely wonderful um, but I also felt like the way Zug is marketed is so cold and <laughs> very clinical, kind of like cryptocurrency capital and Zug tax haven. And I mean, it, as, as, nice, as cool as that could sound to someone like Elon Musk, for the average person, I think, well, what else 
and, and also maybe really heavily targeted toward families, you know, and even though I'm expecting a baby and we'll be in that boat soon, I was thinking, but what else? So, I mean, sure, certainly we can talk a lot more about the, the culture and the activities and the, and the different small businesses and not kind of focus on just the business aspect of it, even if many people come here for business. So, uh, you know, I've talked and I've worked a little bit with the tourism board, which has been great. They've been really uh, amazing because as a blogger, you know, of course, uh, I introduced myself as somebody who really wants to promote Zug in, in a way that, you know, I, I want to learn and I want to share all of the things that we do with other people and give them valid tips on taking the boat around the lake and kind of doing different walking itineraries and what is there to offer that maybe somebody wouldn't immediately find. And thanks to that, we've done, you know, many incredible things so far, uh, but still, of course, <laughs> I'm waiting for the kind of cultural festival part, you know, when, when we can safely do that without socially distancing. So I, um, I have to say, I mean, when it comes to just, you know, obviously like everyone, I love walking along the lake. <laughs> That's the, the favorite pastime of every single person living in Zug because it's kind of like having your own swimming pool next to your house. I mean, I don't know a place where you can throw down yourself after work, run to the lake, go take a dip. You wanna fry up a sausage next to the lake, fry up a sausage next to the lake, uh, you know, leave all of your money there. Nobody's gonna steal it. it it's it, incredible to me uh, this is such a beautiful, uh, summer is amazing in Switzerland, as you know, and I would have never thought that. I would have always thought that Switzerland's a very winter country with the skiing and the snow. So um, I think that the summer has this beautiful rhythm to it, a slow rhythm. And uh, so I really enjoy anything lake related. Uh, and also just the walks. There's so many, you know, for me, one of my favorite walks is going to Oberville because, you know, you're walking along the lake and there's plenty of room, but then halfway down, you can stop at an organic farm, the Biohof, and pick up some goodies. And, you know, you get that Gruyere cheese and <laughs> all of the different soaps and organic vegetables. I mean, the fact that you can walk into any farm and a lot of them work on the on the system of uh, that you can leave money and they'll come back later. It's the honor system. So it's kind of incredible that we have all this access to, to wonderful products that are nearby and easy to reach by foot. So for, for you know us, we love discovering all of the, the farms, the different walks, and of course, all of the buildings in the old town center, the clock tower. I mean, also that is quite incredible. You can walk into the, the office there, the souvenir shop, which by the way, has amazing gifts um, and get a key and take yourself up the tower. I don't know any place that would trust a random person with the skeleton key to the a historical monument in the city. So um, those are just a few of my favorite things, but uh, I think like every Zug person, you know, walking up to the Googie, the panoramic hill overlooking the city is, uh, is incredible. Um, and I have to say the food scene as well, before everything shut down, I was getting, I was becoming very impressed because, you know, everyone had told me, okay, Zug is a small town, it's a village, they have a way to go when it comes to options for food. And being that it's an expensive country, you know, going casually for lunch or dinner is a different, feeling than in the US or even in Italy where you just, yeah, I mean, I can't afford to go out to eat all the time in Switzerland. So you have to pick and choose where you wanna go. But I've been very impressed with some new openings. Um, you know, there's this new place called Curiotes 
that's not far from the train station and they're very passionate uh, owners who really strive to do things. Um, you know, they do pop-ups and they have barbecue takeout and delivery. So I've been really impressed with what they've done. There's a new ramen place that opened up right before everything closed and, and they had a really excellent ambiance. So I've been really happy to see that there's kind of this, it feels like things are evolving, even though I don't know Zoo well enough to say whether it was like that before. I feel like it is from what I've heard. So I don't have to go to Zurich all the time when I want to <laughs> treat, because I do love Zurich, of course. I go there to walk around, but I say, you know, Zurich is, Zurich is, is you mean, with places like these, the ones that I just mentioned, uh, you can see that there is a movement to provide all this kind of like, you know, evolved niche offerings, all kinds of quality items from all over the world, because this is the thing, Zug is filled with, what is it, over 120 nationalities? Mm -hmm. yeah, now, so, yeah, yeah it, it's, it represents people from all over the world who might have had kids here who are half Swiss and half Indian, and it's starting to reflect that, and I like seeing that because I'm all about, of course, local culture and preserving that, but then also representing what it's now become. So it has to kind of reflect both. So important. And that's why I like your idea, because um, Zug is not only crypto and <laughs> yeah. low I mean, taxes. No. Great for that as well, but yeah. <laughs> it's not the only thing. Yeah, and I really have to share you my secret. So um, I grew up in the Canton Zug and I always want to move, move in and uh, not living anymore in Switzerland because I was like, oh no, I living, I want to go out and break out. So that's the reason why I went to Canada for a language exchange. And then I came back and just saw that Zug is so beautiful. And that was the, the idea to bring you my culture mm -hmm. because I, I realized how beautiful the sunset is, how beautiful oh, the amazing. lake is, the old town, and how beautiful the costumes are like the Hilbis, the year market, the Zuckermesse, the what is the Kröpflimede Carnival, the Fasnacht. And actually, I'm super proud for it. And I, that's why I want to share to you how I grew up. Or that is so important, I think. Oh, it's wonderful. I mean, I really can't wait till all these festivals can come back because, you know, I'll be the first one out there <laughs> checking it out. So, so good. So good. And now we're coming actually to the end. So um, I want to know. So let's say maybe, of course, in, I, in pandemic, we cannot do like really plans. Mm -hmm. But what do you uh, think? What? <sighs> will be in five years. You still explore Switzerland or you get the Swiss passport or? <laughs> <laughs> I, think it, I think it's going to take longer than five years for me to get yeah. that Swiss passport. Let's be honest. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, hey, I, I would love to because I would love to vote. I'm very interested every time there's a new referendum. They have, you know, it's, it's a really interesting voting system and democracy here in, in Switzerland. So uh, I find it very intriguing. It's, it's different than the US. It's different than Italy. So it's, um, 
fascinating. I mean, I guess for five years, it's hard because I'm in this phase of life where I am learning, I'm doing all the things I used to do in Florence and trying to kind of merge that here because we still have a house in, in Florence. And um, the idea is to go back and forth because my work is so Italy based still. Um, but I would like to be, you know, more established here in Switzerland. I'd like to be able to do my consulting jobs here as well. Uh, I would like to have kids. <laughs> like, well, at least I know one is coming, but maybe another one. Um, and the quality of life here for for families and children are excellent. So, it's a there's something in that zoo water. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's there's something in there. It's a cherries. I don't know. Cherries, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's the, the cherries. cherries. It's the cherries. So <laughs> the, the fertility cherries. Um, I definitely think that you know. I hope that we're here. I, I you know. I was skeptical before we moved here. I wasn't sure I was going to be able to, you know, after doing so much work to assimilate to another country, it was so intimidating for me to come here. I was like, what if I can't make any friends? What if I lose all my work? What if I have kids and I'm super isolated? I don't, I no longer feel like that, even despite a pandemic, you know? So I feel, I see that there's a lot to love here and I hope that we're here and we're still discovering and we're still enjoying, and hopefully we speak German by then too. <laughs> That's my goal in five years as well. And your kids, Swiss German, please. Yeah, Swiss German, well, for sure. I mean, the first thing I'm going to do is whenever, you know, once they can go to a, a crash or a skill group, it's going to happen for, for that specific reason. Yeah, um, no, thank you for uh, letting <laughs> us in your life. That it's really nice uh, and now i always want to learn um, new countries new languages can you tell me three words in your mother tongue in english or in italy or italian so just three words <laughs> that i can learn okay a good word um in italian that i really love to say is bo so it's b-o-h bo <laughs> Bo. Bo. And Bo is just a, a general term for I don't know <laughs> in Italian, but it's it's cute. It's like, you know, and you're trying to say, Bo. I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's a useful word. Um, and let's see, another one. I should probably, my English is so terrible now, too, because, you know, living abroad for so many years, I feel like I'm always speaking English like a, to obviously people with English as a second language. So, um, It's actually harder for me to figure out what's interesting about my mother tongue. <laughs> I don't know if you can relate. <laughs> like the, everything that first comes to mind is in Italian. Um, yeah, that's okay. Then let's uh, <laughs> let's do it in, in Italian. So ball. Good, so good. So you've learned ball. You've learned ball. And uh, I, another one is really a fun one to say but madai <laughs> madai so, okay madai it's kind of more of a phrase than a word but it just means like come on because <laughs> <laughs> you know italians are very passionate people and we love to express ourselves by waving our hands around and you know this is a podcast but just imagine me speaking and waving my hands everywhere because that's what you do scares people when i go back to america i think they think i'm being aggressive or something and i'm like no 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 this is how we speak um so yeah all those kind of words like like genau uh you know ma ma die or bo are, are those kind of words that 
once you say that, oh yeah, which is also like, what are you talking about? Are those ways that you kind of feel like it makes everybody smile, makes everybody laugh and they all understand it. So if you go into an Italian coffee bar and somebody asks you something ridiculous, you know, you know, you can, you can make them laugh and smile if you, if you answer back saying something like this. <laughs> So and then of course and then of course i can teach you all of the the dirty words another time because those are another also very useful yeah <laughs> and what i uh of course learn in uh italian is mangiare important mangiare, mangiare. yeah oh si mangia in fact I, if i probably need to go eat now myself uh food is is not only you know it's the subject that people if you're not eating, you're talking about what you ate yesterday, you're talking about what you're going to eat tomorrow. The whole culture is centered around food in so many different ways. And I love that. And also, honestly, being half Mexican in Texas too, it's not that dissimilar. People are very passionate about food, but Italians just take it to another level. <laughs> you know, that, that is so true. And in Switzerland, we eat fondue and raclette together. And that's yeah. all like, it is a food, it's, it's some, something to bring people together. Yeah, then, but that's exactly what it is. It's, it's exactly what it is. I think the, the beautiful thing about cultures, you know, in, in Europe and also Switzerland is that people do value sitting at the table together, eating together, taking that time, even though it's a course could take you away from working or doing the other million of activities that people do. But it's so important because, you know, you're, you're giving somebody happiness through the food itself, but you're also taking the time to talk and sit there and, and just be, you know, sometimes it's nice to just be, if we haven't learned anything else in the pandemic, it should be that. Should be. Yes, <laughs> definitely. Hey, thank you so much for the opportunity to talk with you. Oh, thank you, Sandra. Nice. I was very safe. Yeah, and I will do. Uh, I will put all your links of Instagram, of your blog, and so on on um, the podcast, so everybody can see the beautiful picture of Florence and Zug and your blog. So wonderful! Again, thank you. Thank you for your whole work. Work. And do you want to say something? Uh, no, I just want to say that um, you know. Uh, Merci vraiment to you because <laughs> I'm very grateful that you even considered uh, asking a newbie like me to, to even comment on Switzerland because I know there's a lot of people who've lived here way longer than I have. Uh, so it's an honor <laughs> for taking an hour out of your time to talk with me. Um, and yeah, you know, I hope everybody gets to know, uh, takes, takes your advice about if you want to do something just do it don't wait until you think it's perfect just do it <laughs> i think that's really valuable perfect i think just do it is the important end to do we just do it and then it <laughs> now perfect. i sound like a, a nike advertisement <laughs> <laughs> sorry nike please don't sue me please don't no. sue me <laughs> yes no but um yeah grazie mille Grazie mille for that and um, see you soon. Huh? Yeah, Perfect. see you soon, Sandra. So I hope you liked uh, the talk with Georgette and you learned um, something as well about her, about her blog and about her life in, in Switzerland in Zug. And um, yeah, because it for me it was a very um, exciting um, talk and I learned so much.
so it's really cool please really check out her blog and follow her on uh, social media because you can learn so much about Zug or Florence because I learn as well so much no really um, it would be so nice follow her as well and as well follow me and yeah thank you again Georgette for the lovely talk and see you all soon tschüss yeah.